Hello and welcome to My PGCE, a podcast documenting my journey as a trainee teacher with a special focus on mental health. I am your host, James B. Good morning. It's been two weeks since we last spoke, so today I'm going to talk about two things. One thing from last week, and one thing from this week. The first thing, the thing from last week, is, I think, the most instructive experience I've had as a trainee teacher. So, my mentor is a great maths teacher. He sets the example that I'm trying to follow. But I observe him teach year 11. And I was trying to do the same thing he does with his year 11s. I was trying to do the same thing with my year 7s, my bottom set year 7. And, understandably, it wasn't working. Two completely different classes required different approaches. And I think this was causing some of the problems in my year 7 class that I was trying to teach them how I've observed my mentor teach his year 11s. Just wasn't working. I say it just wasn't working. I've never had a lesson that was a complete disaster, but there's certainly a lot to work on. And it was my head of department who first made this observation. And she said that it would be a good idea if I could observe my mentor teach my year 7 class to which he graciously agreed. Actually, he said he'd been stitched up, but anyway, he agreed nonetheless. He taught my year seven class. It was a lesson on converting mixed numbers to improper fractions. Now, that alone would have already been an incredibly instructive experience. But that wasn't all. So, my mentor, a great maths teacher, was modelling how he would teach this class for me. I was observing at the back. And next to me, I had another great teacher helping me observe him. She was pointing out all of the things he did, which made this lesson a good one. And there were some things that she didn't quite agree with, you know, little nitpicking things. And so I had this expert commentary next to me whilst observing an expert teacher. And it was amazing. I learned so much in that hour, more in that hour than I think I've learnt in any other hour at any other time in the PGCE so far. And I'm just going to share with you some of the things I learnt. First, my starters with that class are far too long. I need more pace right from the start. I need to award more achievement points and generally need to be more positive with this class. Students in that class have often been given sanctions from me, but rarely do I award good behaviour. I need to do far more of that. But the main lesson I learnt from observing this lesson with the expert commentary was that 
my explanations for this class are just too complicated. I need to be much more simple. I need to use more visuals. And I need to have a greater focus on vocabulary and language. So I think part of the problem up until this point has been my explanations have been too complicated and have gone over many of the students' heads. They've then struggled to access the task and so they become frustrated and more likely to misbehave. That misbehaviour is then met with sanctions from me to which many of the students object. I find myself getting into arguments with them and the whole lesson can become rather negative. And it perhaps all stems from my initial explanations being too complicated. That wouldn't surprise me at all if that was the ultimate source of these problems with my year sevens. So I need to build more momentum from the start with faster starters, have more simple explanations so that the students can better access the tasks. And I need to award more good behaviour, more good work, and just generally have a more positive atmosphere in the classroom. So if you've got a tricky class, perhaps you should suggest to your mentor that your mentor takes them for a lesson. Not only that, but then another teacher in the department who's available sit with you and help you observe your mentor teach that class and draw your attention to the really important things, the little things that you might not notice otherwise, those things that are really making a huge difference in the lesson. Like I said, it was an incredibly instructive experience. I learned so much. And it'd be great if all trainees could have similar experiences. And there's certainly no harm in asking. Or I hope there's no harm in asking. That was the thing I wanted to talk about from last week. The thing I want to talk about from this week is pace. Now, I mentioned it briefly regarding my year sevens, that often my lessons get off to a slow start. But this is a bit of a recurring theme. And it's a bit of a problem in my year 10 class in particular. Obviously, they're in year 10. They've got their GCSEs next year. They're a set two, very competent class. And I had a lesson earlier in the week where the starter dragged on. In fact, I had the starter and then went through the homework and I didn't actually get into the main part of the lesson until 26 minutes past. So 26 minutes into an hour lesson. It was only then when I started to get into the main body of the lesson. Yet even then, I had wanted to show them a graphing tool called Desmos as a great tool. So we were doing a lesson on plotting quadratic equations, plotting graphs, basically. I wanted to show them this tool on the internet. But because the starter and the homework review had taken so long, I should have stopped and reassessed and thought, I haven't got time for this. But I didn't have that level of awareness. And I proceeded with my 
Desmos tutorial, which ate up probably another five to ten minutes. And so by the time I'd given my explanation and set the students to work, they only had ten minutes to work on the main task. So the main thing that I'd wanted them to learn that lesson and become competent at, namely plotting graphs of quadratic equations, they only had about 10 minutes of practice, one sixth of the lesson. So when I say I've got a problem with pace, that is a particularly dramatic example of where I've gotten my pace wrong. Basically, I didn't devote enough time to what was most important in that lesson. So that was a problem I had earlier this week. And then I spoke to my mentor in my mentor meeting yesterday about it and about pace in general. And we were trying to diagnose the problem. So in that lesson, of course, I just let things at the start run on far too long and didn't have enough awareness to scrap the Desmos tutorial and just get straight into the main task. But generally, I said that I felt there was a tension between my questioning and my pace. So as far as I can, I try to do targeted questioning. So I target my questions at the weaker students in the room to make sure that they're with me and they're understanding what I'm saying. But often, because they're the weaker students in the room, it takes them quite a long time to answer and quite a long time for me to draw the answer out of them. And in this time, I often feel it's almost a tangible feeling. I can feel the rest of the room getting bored and restless. So, yeah, I have a problem with pace. And what I basically tried to do there was blame it on the weak students in the room. (laughs) But I do think it's part of the issue. I haven't managed to find this balance between targeted questioning and pace. There's definitely a bit of a tension there, and my mentor agreed. But the solution, my mentor suggested, comes via circulation. So what I need to do is, when circulating the classroom, I need to look for not only the questions that students are struggling with, During the starter, say, let's take the starter as as an example, because often the starter really drags on. And often it drags on because when I'm going through the starter afterwards, I'm targeting my questioning at the weaker students and they take quite a while to give their answers. But when I'm circulating during the starter, moving around the classroom, seeing how the students are getting on, I need to look for not only the questions that students are struggling on, But I also need to look out for the questions that they're all getting right. Because then when I come to review the starter and generally when I come to review questions and go through answers, I can basically skip over the ones that they've all gotten correct. I could just run through them myself in 10, 20 seconds rather than bringing students into the explanations, which would inevitably slow it down. So basically, though targeted questioning, targeting questioning at weaker students can perhaps slow down the pace, 
I can then speed it back up by saving time on the questions that I know they've already all understood. And I gather that information via good circulation around the classroom. So that's something else that I'm going to pay particular attention to and is one of my targets for the future. Those are the two things I wanted to talk about over for the past two weeks. Now, how has my mental health been? So, again, there's nothing really to report. And this is wonderful in itself, really, because I don't think my mental health has been so stable for a really long time. Had I been making this podcast about mental health a couple of years ago, I could have probably filled daily hour-long episodes with a commentary on the ups and downs. But now, during the PGCE, I'm kept incredibly busy, but I'm busy in the pursuit of something that I believe is very meaningful. And it's those two things that, that keep me mentally healthy. That's what I think. Now, a lot of other students on the PGCE, I know at the moment, are feeling very stressed. It's the back end of winter, and we've just had some essay results back, which for some students was the straw that broke the camel's back, and they've now since left the PGCE. Other students did very well. But in general, at the moment, people seem to be quite stressed and some of them are becoming disillusioned. Now, I know this because I'm on the SSLC, which is the Staff Student Liaison Committee for my PGCE course. So a lot of students come to me and talk to me about these sorts of issues. And then I communicate those things to staff in the department. And we try to come up with solutions. So I know that students are stressed. But the stress itself, I don't think, is a problem. What I think is a problem is how we interpret stress. If you see your stress as a necessary byproduct or even an indicator of working hard to achieve something worthwhile, then it's fine. It just happens. It means that you're working hard. Now, of course, there are things that you can do to manage your stress nonetheless and to minimise it as far as you can, but you'll never be able to eliminate it entirely. Far from it uh, in a profession like teaching. You're always going to have a lot of stress to deal with. But if you fit that into a narrative of pursuing something worthwhile, then it isn't a problem. Some of the people, some of the students, see stress, I think, as something inherently negative and to be avoided at all costs. That is a bad way to view stress. Because it is unavoidable. And it isn't inherently negative. But if you see it as such, then you end up stressing about your stress, worrying about worrying. These negative emotions end up chasing their own tail 
and soon enough they become self-sustaining. You're no longer stressing about something tangible where your stress can in fact help you overcome whatever obstacle is in front of you. Marking, say. You're no longer stressing about marking. You're stressing about stressing about marking. Soon enough, your stress has completely lost sight of the marking, and now it's just self-sustained stress. Spinning around like a whirlwind inside you. And that's enough to bring anyone to their knees. So this has been a bit of a ramble here at the end. But what I would say is, if your stress or anxiety is high, try to reframe it as the feeling of overcoming obstacles in pursuit of a worthwhile goal. Okay? That will help. Never stress about stress. There's already enough to stress about. On that note, I hope the last couple of weeks have been good for you. And it's now half term for me, perhaps for you also. I hope you have a nice restful week. And I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. If you like the episode, please spread the word in person and on social media. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at MyPGCEPod or email MyPGCEPod at gmail.com. Please subscribe, rate and review in your directory of choice. Please also consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash MyPGCEPod and helping fund both the podcast and my PGCE course. Thank you and talk again soon.